Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark Creators. I'm your host, Li Zen. Today, it is wonderful to have Karen Hurt, co-founder of Let's Grow Leaders, Sebastian Hurt, co-author of Glowstone Peak, a children's picture book about courage, influence, and hope. So Karen builds a the company called Let's Grow Leaders with her husband, David Dai, and they help leaders achieve breakthrough results without losing their soul. They are keynote leadership speakers, trainers, and award-winning authors of Courage, Courageous Cultures, How to Build Teams of Micro-Innovators, Problem Solvers, and Customer Advocates. And they also have another book called Winning Well, A Manager's Guide to Getting Results Without Losing Your Soul. Karen is a top leadership consultant and CEO of Let's Grow Leaders, a formal Verizon wireless executive. She was named to Inc.'s magazine list of great leadership speakers. So hello, Karen and Sebastian. So great to have you guys here. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Definitely. So I have given an official introduction about Karen mostly. So Sebastian, could you tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what grade you are, where do you guys come from, just anything else to add about yourself? Um, uh, as you guys know, my name is Sebastian Hurt, and I, uh, I live in uh, Laurel, Maryland, uh, and uh, I am in eighth grade. Uh, I'm 14, and uh, my dream is to become a, a performer, uh, and so I juggle and I do magic and all, all, that, all that nerdy stuff. Oh wow, a performer, right? So you are do you are a co-author for a children's book, but that is not the direction you actually want to go. You want to go to doing all these other, yeah, magic stuff. <laughs> I want to inspire people in any way I can, so it's like that's one of those roots that I'm Definitely. Yeah, anything you can do. All right. So Karen, since we know David is also a big part of this Let's Grow Leaders, your company. So can you maybe tell us a little bit about him just so we know what Let's Grow Leaders is about and how did you guys, you know, started the company? Yeah. So David was a former executive as well. And uh, we were both blogging in the leadership space. So we actually met online. David read something that I had written and in HR.com. And he said, Oh, I don't remember submitting this. And then he realized at the end, it wasn't his at all. It was me. But that's how closely our thinking was. And uh, we, he called and he said, I think we should know each other uh, because we are so philosophically aligned. So we had a couple of conversations and then we ran into each other because we were at a book publishing lab because we were both publishing, uh, writing this first book, realized we were pretty much writing the same book. So we decided to collaborate instead of compete. 
And we wrote the entire book together. He was living in Colorado. I was living in Maryland. At the end of this entire process, we realized that we had fallen in love along the way. Wow. <laughs> so what a we, great love story. <laughs> so we got married and merged our businesses together. And uh, co- yeah, and so now we, we work together. A, a lot of the time we'll do long-term leadership development programs. And it's really nice because we have different styles. And it's nice to, uh, for audiences to get to work with a man and a woman and to experience this in different ways. So that's really fun. Uh, we, we Sometimes we keynote together, sometimes we do that separately, but for the longer programs, really we're always working together, which is, is fun and a challenge as you can imagine. <laughs> Definitely. You know, I was actually thinking maybe you guys are a family and then you decided to do something together and you came up with this idea about, you know, leadership and training leaders and stuff. I didn't know that both of you are actually going separate tracks and then you come together, you know, as a team. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Great. So since you told us a little bit about um, David, so as a family, can you tell us a little bit about like, what do you guys do um, as a family on your spare time or just anything special, like what's going on in your family? Uh, we are we are big into hiking. We love getting outdoors any way we can. Like uh, we recently just went on this scuba diving trip. It was um, it was so amazing. Uh, and we just, we, we love to talk together and like provoke each other with interesting topics. Make music together. Sebastian plays the ukulele. I'm working on it. David plays the guitar a bit. So we like to have jam sessions, uh, to do that just for fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah, I watched the video you guys had for the Glowstone <laughs> oh, you did? And it was, yeah, and it was recorded outdoors. So I'm sure, like, I was like, this family must love, you know, going on trails and, you know, hiking and being outdoors. We yeah, do. We, we came up with the idea for the book on a hike. It was so oh, insane that first. That's why. Spot was it's right kind there. of. Yeah, so it can kind of connected, right, with however you promote it and tell people the story, and then that this is where this was where you know like you came up with the idea. So it's almost like a tradition now for a podcast. I always wanted to ask you know like our guests what you know are some main things they believe in, and if we have like a dual team, you know, like mother-daughter team or son-mother team, I would love to know, like, how would you use some words to describe each other in terms of personality or characteristics or anything that you think, yeah, worth mentioning? So for Sebastian, I would say he is gung-ho. He, he, uh, very, very perseverant. He works very, very hard. Anything he sets his mind to, he's not a quitter. He, he just, (laughs) works and works and works until he masters something and sometimes to my own detriment <laughs> sometimes uh, yeah. and he is always working to entertain people so i would also say the word entertainer when i uh when i think of my mom it's like uh i it, less a word comes up and more like a feeling and emotion like like almost a visual like i like i envision like orange and red and like bright like energetic colors so i would say like energetic and i feel like 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 she's like um the she's like uh always always helping and always pushing forward always like leading i feel 
So it's great you you know give that feeling kind of a warm and energetic you know um, description. And w- when it comes to you, especially because you wanted to go to this route of becoming a performer, and your mom says that you are an entertainer. You know you like to make people happy, and this is probably part of your talents, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Great. Um. So, in terms of our talk or interview, I I wanted to talk for you know like mainly two parts. One is definitely about leadership, which Karen probably will carry this conversation, and the other part is definitely the book that you guys created together. So, I will ask more questions, and Sebastian, you can yeah jump in anytime. So Karen, now tell us a little bit about your company, Let's Grow Leaders, and what do you guys exactly do,、um, and who is your main target audience, and anything related to the company? Yeah, so we do a variety of things. We do keynote speaking, and so we'll speak at conferences or large corporate events.、Uh, we also do longer leadership development programs. So we'll go in and work with a group of managers, say over a six month period, and that is really our favorite thing to do because we really get to see the evolution over time and really get to know them and watch them grow. It's very, very fulfilling to do that. We work in a variety of industries.、Uh, we have a lot of work in healthcare,、uh, and I think that's because there's a that healthcare is hard and it's changing so much right now. And so you have the dynamic between the physicians and the nurses and the administrators, and there could be some conflict there.、Um, and you know, there's so much uncertainty of what the future of healthcare, and it's growing fast. So we resonate there a good bit.、Uh, we do a good bit of work in energy.、Um, Energy companies, and a lot of fast-growing companies where maybe they haven't had a lot of leadership in the past, and、uh, you know startups where they're moving fast and they need help with establishing their strategy and their vision. A lot of work with those kinds of companies, which is also super fun.、Uh, we work around the world.、Uh, most of the work is is in the United States, but、uh, we spent a month in Southeast Asia and did some really exciting work there. Speak at the HR Asia conference and. Some other work、uh, we、um, and Europe, so that's really fun because it's interesting that people are people and the leadership challenges are so similar. You know, the cultures may be different, but how do you have a tough conversation? How do you build trust and connection? It really is a human experience, and so that's been a real a pleasure for us to get to really. Know people and build relationships with people all over the world, which is lovely. Yeah, it is amazing to hear that leadership is almost like you know some kind of human body language that you kind of know without the interpretations. You know, like、um, when it comes to language, right? Like everything related to human, and we share similar like understanding or even expectations. You know, when it comes to leadership, yeah. And you mentioned a little bit earlier how you and David merged your company together because you were both in this leadership、uh, field and how you. Started the company after you met、um, with you know both blogging and your book. So tell us before even before you guys started, let's grow leaders. Why do you guys believe in leadership so much, and how did this journey you know evolve from you guys like working individually and then start forming the company and to impact more leaders in the world? 
So we both were executives for 20 years. So in my journey, the first decade was human resources, leadership development, organizational development. I was always very, very interested in that. Then the second half of my career at Verizon was leading large teams. So a 2200 person sales team, a 10,000 person customer service organization. And I learned through that, that you can get absolutely great results and stay a decent human being along the way. And that is really the cornerstone of my philosophy, right? That you don't have to be a jerk. And I was watching so many toxic leaders out there getting results, but getting them the wrong way and creating this burnout and this disengagement. And I know it doesn't have to be that way. And so when I was uh, leading my last, in my last role at Verizon, one of the things that I was doing to grow the leaders that were on my team, because I had such a large team and I wanted to influence them, I started blogging. And I didn't think I was going to leave Verizon. That was not my intention. My intention was just to write, capture my own leadership thinking, try to help some of the other leaders that were, uh, you know, working on my team. But one thing led to another and the blog really started taking off and got this big international following. People started calling and saying, hey, can you can you keynote when you're writing a book? I'm like, what? No, 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 I have this day job. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, that would be really fun. Maybe, could I, could I make a living doing that? And it was very scary because I had a big role and, you know, a big steady income <laughs> and to walk away from all of that and to start from scratch, uh, it was nerve wracking. But I, the call, it just started to feel like a call, like this is what I was supposed to be doing. And I thought how fulfilling it would be to really help leaders lead that way. And so our first book is, you know, winning well, getting results without losing your soul, right? And that's at the core core of everything we're doing. David's philosophy, very much the same. And uh, his experience, you know, you learn as much from a, a bad leader as you do from a good leader, right? And so he had, it was fascinating to me because most of his work was in the nonprofit space and mine was in, you know, Fortune 50. And yet we had so many similar experiences about what worked and what didn't work. And so that's really, you know, for us, it's, how do we reach as many people as possible and get these tools in people's hands? We are known every time anybody talks about us, we're known for very practical tools. Like, you know, it's easy to apply. It's, you know, it's not just theory. It's, it's, you know, you can, this is how you run an effective meeting in a way that maintains results in relationships. This is how you have a difficult conversation, you know, and we break it down for people and that, resonates. So that's that's a bit about our approach. Right now we're in the process of of growing and so we're starting to do some hiring and we've uh, have a number of bigger clients now that are looking for really deep programs. So that's the big challenge for us now is how do we, you know, follow our own guidance in setting this strategy for growth and growing well and and doing that in a, as we bring on employees, you know, live all the things that we teach the other startups to do. 
Yeah, it is great to hear that you actually started, you know, in the corporation world and then went on to, you know, creating this company on your own. And、uh, it grows, you know, like to have bigger impact actually to people all over the world and to different companies, you know, rather than just in Verizon. And but the twenty year, twenty plus years of experience definitely brought you a lot of practical, you know,、um, experiences and stories that you can use as case studies, you know, to exactly. Yeah, showcase to people. Yeah, and let them learn the best. Yeah, from your experience. That's that's great to hear. And with all those years of experience, I know it's super probably hard to summarize leadership in just a few words. But if you were to just use several keywords to describe, like describe the quality of a good leader, yeah, what would those words be? So I would always start with authenticity. And you know, most of the time, when leaders get in trouble, they are not leading from an authentic place, either because they're scared or they're making other choices to hide who they really are. And that doesn't mean that you, you know, you don't want to work on your communication or polishing. Of course, you need to do all those things. But do you have a sense of what your values are, and do you stay consistent to those values over time, even when times get hard? It's number one. The other I would say is you know really having a vision for that you can accomplish something extraordinary. You know the what I learned about leadership you know in my corporate roles was you know getting a team rallied around that they can do something they never thought possible, and then breaking that down and teaching them how to do that. Is very energizing for people, and、uh, and of course you're improving the business along the way. So authenticity and, and vision, and then communication. I, I really think that that is the leaders who lead well are communicating the right things many different ways and checking for understanding to make sure that what they're being they're saying is being understood. Got it. So can I understand authenticity as somewhat like be true to yourself and to others? Like basically, I yeah. In my understanding, I think a great leader they don't have to be great, you know, at everything they do. Like to be this like top,、um, you know, competitor compared, you know, like everybody around them. But they are good at leading people. So even if they have weaknesses, they are true to themselves. So they are、um, hiring or getting, you know, like other employees or team members to yeah push like the project or the whole thing like forward. With their leadership, so and then you said vision and communication. Basically, they can see、um, like way further, you know, down the path what is going to happen, and they also communicate, break it down to people, and so people can follow that path and the route they are getting to. So,、uh, seems like all those like are really really important, right, to a leader. Yeah, when it comes to leadership, that's great. Yeah, wonderful to to hear and Sebastian. So since both of your yeah, so your mom and your dad both are in the leadership、um, fields, and you probably have heard of them talking a lot about it too. What is your understanding of leadership at your current age? Um, leadership is such a it's such a huge topic. Um, but for leadership in like in the middle school and like being a kid and trying to like like lead like my mind like and I think kids' minds when they're thinking of leadership. Like often goes to like the school project, you know, which is such a such a microcosm of like a very tough leadership situation, <laughs> because you are all peers and 
you no one is no one is in charge but i think that teaches so much about leadership because we don't have leaders because they're in charge we we elect them we allow them to be in power because we believe that they can help us and i think that is what i think that's what kids uh sh- should understand about leadership and what took me so long to understand about leadership is that leadership is not about being in charge it's about helping other people be the best that they can be uh uh whether it's through like delegation or just showing like the way there's this uh poem uh keep your hands on the plow um and not to get into all the themes of this poem but in one of the one of the verses is like uh and his dream shall like spread to the community and it shall become a community dream and i think that is so true and that is what a leader is is like that dream holder who can like show the path you know yeah that's great what a great definition leadership is about empowering others to be better you know not just for yourself to keeping control of programs or projects or things yeah so basically let your team member to work together that's great that you have this level of understanding at your current age just through uh, some school project or you know like experience that you had so i have a lot i have a lot of help (laughs) (laughs) so karen as a leadership coach when raising sebastian what kind of activities or things you would do together as a family to consciously maybe help him to develop some leadership skills in daily life? Yeah, so one is uh, connecting what to why, which is a concept we use with grown-ups too, right? But it, but to explaining the why behind all the decisions that are ma- being made and breaking them down. I've always believed uh, in exposing my children to more more grown-up concepts maybe than people normally would think they were ready for you know we've got to make this financial choice we're going to you know going to do this or we're going to do that but we can't afford to do it all so let's talk about what makes sense here you know and and talk to them like grown-ups a bit Uh, and i'm not talking about topics that they're not mature enough to handle but you know but but kids can handle a lot more than you think and I think really having those conversations well and, and including them and not just uh, saying, okay, well, that's for us to figure out and then we'll tell you what's going to happen. You, you want, they, they're part of the whole conversation is a big part of it. Uh, we also have a, a thing around chores, which we say, okay, so you need to fit every, every day, you need to do something that needs to be done around this house that we haven't asked you to do. Initiation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he has things he has to do anyway. Like he's always emptying the garbage. But in addition to those, what else is he? So looking for opportunities to be of service is another. And then we have, we do teach him our techniques. So I, so I listen to their speeches and I hear, I hear the same stuff. It's like, and they spout acronyms at me all the time. And I'm like, I watched you make this. I watched you make this and now you're using it. So we have like, we have an inspire model, which is an acronym for how to have a tough conversation. And I won't go into all, but what part of it is you notice the behavior that you're looking to change. So Seb knows when we say, I noticed, noticed, you know, like I said, I've noticed that I got a call from the school that you were late today, you know, and so, and, and he's like, oh, here comes the inspired conversation. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so funny. Yeah, you actually, because you know the whole bike scene, you know, about what is going on. So whenever they use the tactics or strategies, you actually are aware of what they are, you know. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, but that is great. I feel like you guys give Sebastian a lot of space and also um, just like opportunities, you know, to uh, become this leader of you guys communicate and trust that um, through his own understanding, even at his current age, that he will be able to understand a lot of things you guys are talking about and ask him, you know, even maybe for suggestions or even participate to be part of what whatever decisions you guys are making. Yeah. The other thing I would say that we do a good bit is if we observe a leadership situation, say at, at a church or at a, a community, and it's not good. Like if you we see a leader behaving poorly, I just did this with him the other day. We were, and I won't get into the details, but we were watching someone who I did not think was handling the situation particularly well. And so I took him aside and I said, let's talk about that. Not because I want to talk mean about anybody, but I just want you to understand that I don't think that's okay. And why do you think that is? And so, you know, we had a conversation about that. And I think there are those little teachable moments about when you see a leader doing something good and why did that work? Or if you see a leader doing something that you have questions about, also having those conversations. Yeah, that's great. I feel like you guys are living in the leadership, you know, kind of lifestyle. <laughs> Incubator. <laughs> yep, yep, Definitely. Yep. Yeah. So whenever, and it's great that you can point out, you know, I'm sure the people who actually have heard from you probably are happy or thankful, you know, for what you have um, given them, like suggestions or advices. Yeah, because otherwise nobody else, you know, would be able to notice or even point it out and um, for future improvements that they can make, you know, like to make it better in the future. Yeah. Okay, Karen, I know you have given a lot of talks and trainings to adult managers and leaders, and we know the company that you are building and is also focusing more for training leaders in corporate, you know, environment and comp like business settings. And because the podcast overall, we are like trying to inspire kids and parents, you know, so in some way, if you were to design a leadership class for younger generation, not adults, yeah, per se, what would you include in the program? So it's interesting, I was I would definitely work on the authenticity piece, but make that simple, you know, uh, in kid language, but you know, what are values? What what do you believe? What is right? What um, I would also ask them to think about leaders that they know, uh, you know, what a, what does your mommy do that uh, makes you feel um, confident? You know, you know, like those kinds that break it down and, in, 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 you know, your teacher, you know, to give real life examples and have them pick up the positive things that they're seeing that help them, you know, be better. And so, so get to them thinking about what it looks like to be a good leader in their mind based on what it feels like to be the follower in that circumstance. Got it. The other thing that I would really work on is, you know, our, our winning well model is all about confidence, humility, results, and relationships. And you can do that at a children's level too. You know, how did, what does it look like to show up? Comp it's okay to be confident. That's not, you know, that's good. Be confident. And 
humble at the same time. So how do you show up strong, speak your truth, share what, share your ideas and not be afraid to do that? And also take a step back and ask for other people what they think and, and bring people into a conversation. I think that's really hard for kids. Kids either yeah. tend to um, naturally either be very confident and not worry about what other people think. This one was that when he was little, that's what we had to work on. Okay, it's not just tell how good you are, like l listen to the other people. And he's worked really hard at that and, and has, has gotten very good at that. Um, and then, or they're so, you know, reserved. Shy, yeah. Yeah. And you think, oh, please raise your hand. You have something important to say. So I would work on that. And then to also talk about the importance of connection and, you know, making those positive relationships with people. Um, and I, I think that's a long, and I would also work on teamwork at, at a young level because teamwork is like, like Seth said, it's hard when you're thrown into these projects and, uh, you know, so learning how to do that well and to be able to articulate, you know, help with some of the basic communication. I think that's another piece that you can teach at a very young age, helping people share their ideas, kids share their ideas and know that their voice matters. Yeah. So when I think about the authenticity for kids level, it actually gives me another idea of like thinking, you know, how this can connect, um, like be true to ourselves. But it's the same thing that maybe be authentic to yourselves. And some kids are very open, confident and very, you know, outgoing. And some other kids are more conservative and introvert. Yeah. But you can also be a good leader, even if you have completely different personality, right? So being authentic is helping the kids to uh, understand about themselves, accept themselves and use their strength and, and ability to, you know, like to show their like confidence to others and how they can lead and collaborate with others, right? All right, so now let's move on to talk about the books. Yeah, the picture book that you guys created uh, together. So Sebastian, tell me a little bit more about the book, Glowstone Peak, what this is all about. So uh, Glowstone Peak is a story about uh, Sylvia, who is a, a young Nguyen, uh, a tree person, who is going on a journey to try and uh, get back this uh, main uh, main thing at the top of this big mountain, and it's called the Glowstone, and it's what brings magic to all the land. And 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 the real the real story is about her reaching out to the other peoples in in this place to collaborate and work together in order to succeed. So she has to has the courage to to go out and seek an answer, the hope to ho think that there is an answer there, and the humility to accept the help from other people. So she's kind of going against everyone's expectations to to find the answer to this this really crushing problem. And it's it's about how leadership can save the day. And all the people are very different. Well, they're not really Every, people. They're oh, they're all manner of uh, uh, different uh, fantasy races, but they are very, very different from each other, and they've grown apart over these years. So everyone thinks each other is different and, and weird and crazy. But it's about Sylvia trying to like bridge that gap that has been like growing over all these years, and like 
I think especially now, that was a story that needed to be told. Got it. And she is acting as the leader, right? Trying to connect everybody together, even though they are so different, you know, when it comes to their backgrounds or their look or their personality overall, right? So great. And you said you guys came up with this idea from a hike. <laughs> so how did that come about? Yeah, we were we were hiking and we, we had kind of set out on this on this journey, wanting to make this happen. We were saying, we were like, this is going to be our brainstorm hike. We're going to think about all our ideas. And it originally started as we were thinking of having two different like worlds, like that, like there would be this like two different people from these different worlds. And that slowly changed over time uh, to th three different uh, groups, which is now what the story is today. Um, and, and all of us like kind of took on a different role. Like we were like one of us was more thematic and one of us was more like what is what is this world like look like one of us is more focused on the leadership lessons but we all worked together in every space and really bridged uh bridged the gaps between each other and our separate skills while like telling the story of bridging gaps so it was very like a uh, a good connection you similar. made right yes. yeah, yeah similar <laughs> similar definitely yeah Need a thesaurus. <laughs> so, because all of you work together, you said you brainstorm together. You utilize your different strength and and you know like interest. You yeah combine all these like um, good things yeah together. So you are all co-authors co for this book. So what is the process? about collaboration, you know, besides that you brainstorm together, um, yeah, how would you divide up the task and what is the process look like? Um, like it was, it was very interesting from this, I think from this one brainstorm hike, like we kind of split off all going in, in different directions. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, David really focused on like, what is this story going to look like? Uh, and like, and that was like really, really helpful. And we would, uh, and mother was like thinking about the themes and like, how is, how is this going to make people feel? And I was thinking about the world, but we were all like keeping in mind each other's jobs. And like every like week or so, we'd kind of come back together and we'd be talking, we'd be like sketching things out and, and drawing and, and we'd have all these post-it notes everywhere. And like, it, it, we all like, worked on our separate things and then came back together to really make this happen. And it was a really cool experience. One of the things that was really cool. So we, we hired an illustrator. So, mm -hmm. uh, but Sebastian drew the prototypes. Oh, like, like, like this is the vision. Like he's, he is an artist, but not ready to, to illustrate a children's mm -hmm. book. So he kind of sketched it and then she took those concepts and really brought them to life, which was that, I think that was for me, the most exciting part. So Sebastian, you already have an image of how Sylvia looks like. And so you were thinking like maybe she can be designing certain characters, right? And and she can be dressed up in certain ways. So you give the idea to the illustrator and she actually basically visualized it in picture. And that was such a magical experience to get those first sketches back <laughs> to have your to have your like your your childhood 
crazy imagination put onto like <laughs> paper by a professional artist who's like done stuff for Disney. It, it was it was surreal. It was amazing. It was so cool. Definitely, yeah, that's great. So anything that you're imagining can turn into reality, right? Seems like yeah, f- from that experience. So okay, so that's the, about the collaboration, um, collaborative process. But what about the process of publishing this book from scratch? So, do you have to go through a lot of, like, as asking for uh, the illustrator, right, to help you, and you have to do a lot of revisions. Maybe you will ask、um, some readers, you know, early readers, to kind of give you suggestions and make edits. And what kind of process do you have to go through in order to publish this book? Well, like in the very beginning, we were like showing it to our family. We we would take it to gatherings and stuff, and it it felt like. It was it was crazy to have like we're doing all this professional like illustrator stuff and like hiring a publicist and then we're like showing it to our family. It's like <laughs> very it's the that's a、uh, uh, disconvergence made up that word、uh, and like that was really kind of cool because we got all this early reader input that we found so helpful、uh, and one of the things we found is that everyone had a different vision of how the book like. <laughs> Felt to them, and and that was、uh, and that was interesting because we got to take that information and really hone、uh, the book's craft.、Um, but it was also、uh, like a really interesting experience、uh, getting a publicist and like trying to like really push that the story of the story forward. And like you said, we had to make we we got to make videos of like what these characters are about and like how how we can portray them and get people interested in the book. Yeah, so you guys worked with a publisher. It's not self-publishing. No, no, we worked with a publicist. This、oh. one is self-published. Yeah,、okay. the the grown-up the grown-up books we have a publisher for, but this one、mm-hmm. was just、uh, we did for you know on our own. Got it. Yeah. So so how long did it take for you guys to finish this whole project? And any lessons or things you learned along the way that's very valuable? I think it was about six months.、Mm, yeah. Yeah. From the height to the finish. Yeah, yeah, and it just it takes longer than you might think. You know, you、yeah. think it's just a simple little. <laughs> it's just a simple book. It's it's to write small. You to write for the right audience and to get it just right. It you know, it、yeah. takes it takes time. Yeah, that's you know, and that was a, a lot because there was a lot going on in our business at the same time, and so I was like, oh, why did we do this? <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah. Even though it's only thirty-two pages, but every single page, you know, like requires a lot of efforts and revisions and changes. Yeah, so definitely.、Um, okay, so to a lot of creators, writing the book and making illustrations may not be hard, you know, because that might be their background. Yeah, but selling it and marketing it to others can be very challenging. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you market and sell your books? Um, yeah, what have you done? What works and what didn't? Yeah, and also I'll speak、uh, kind of broadly about all the all all the books because I think that there's I really believe in this for us having a platform. You know, so if you're writing trying to write a children's book, then you need to be blogging about children's children's issues, right? You need to have a platform that people are a tribe of people who are already interested in what you have to say. And one of the things that so our that for our our grown up books that's a for sure.、Uh, most of our work comes because somebody has re- gotten to our website because they read an article that we wrote 
on our blog. For the, interestingly, that one of the top blog posts, now I've been blogging since 2012. One of the top blog posts is children's books on leadership. And yeah, so, and then I've, from time to time, parents, you know, I've written about, you know, some of the things we've been talking about, my philosophy of developing young leaders, how you can develop, you know, um, moms as leaders, all of these things. So, but it's not the core of the business, but you know, every now and then I write them and well, they resonate. So I took the, you know, I have a list of people and um, we had written a parent's guide to leadership. A friend of mine, Ali Pollan, who is actually a leadership development person who lives in Australia, who I met online. And she and I just wrote this free self-published book a long time ago on parent's guide to leadership. What took that list reached out to all those folks and said, hey, finally have a children's book. And so I think that's one of it. Social media, for sure. Mommy bloggers was a big one. Um, you know, getting mommy bloggers to uh, who have a big tribe to review the book, to talk about the book, uh, interview Sebastian. Uh, he got in the newspaper a couple times. So that was exciting. Um, and so, you know, podcasts we did a number of podcasts during the book launch which is always fun so you know i think as much just getting the word out um like organically that way was was good and um yeah and then of course we because we speak at conferences and we sell books our other books we always take a big stack of glowstone with us and parents go to the conference and they like our message and then they say, oh, I could buy this for my granddaughter or whatever. And so I, we do sell a number of them that way. Got it. You just mentioned a couple actually ways. Let me recap a little bit. So first, you built a community, like any blogging or anything that you have already like started. And that could be like a tribe where you can market, you know, tell people about your book, about the story or even the process, how you created it. Right. And besides that, you use social media and you use your own website or even some connections with other like communities that people who already have their own tribes. So you try to make that connection so that they can introduce your book to another platform or another group of audience and conferences, which is selling in person, right? So people can see in person what this looks like and if they really wanted to yeah, buy and which is I think like it's always good to go to a place where there are a lot of people gather. You know, there's a lot of chance that you can sell um, copy of copies of your book like in, in the high volume. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Great to know. And I hope this can really inspire other, you know, kids and parents who are dreaming maybe just start of creating their own children children's book. So, Sebastian, um, how does it feel having an entrepreneur mom? So these, these are the questions that we are, you know, going to like leading to wrapping up our conversation. And uh, what are some of the best lessons you think your mom have taught you? Uh, it, it is, uh, it's really, really cool. It, it is, um, I feel like it has broadened my perspective a lot. I have gotten a lot of opportunity to travel across the world and I have gotten a lot of opportunities to uh, hear hear my mom speak, and and that is such a crazy, really cool thing, which I am I'm so thankful to have that opportunity to have. And it also it, it feels a little weird because no one else is having these experiences, um, and so if it, it feels really cool, but it also feels like you're like 
you feel really lucky. You're you're like this is really special right now. And it also uh like especially my mother has done such an amazing job like like trying to include me in the business and like in, involve me in some of the important decisions. Um uh and I I I feel like I have had to rise to the occasion <laughs> for that. And I feel like that has really helped me grow as a person. Definitely. Yeah. Do you still remember the first time you went to one of your mom's talk and how did you feel about that? Uh I was like this is so many people. <laughs> <laughs> this is so many people. And from the very beginning like I would go around with a camera and I would be taking pictures and stuff. It was it was uh I was like I was just like so like this is happening. And I was so young at the time I, and I like kind of like didn't like really get that other people weren't like doing that. Like I just kind of thought that that was just happening. So it was like it was like this is a lot of people and this is super cool. And so I was kind of I was in. I was gung ho. I was like, I'm ready. This is so fun. Let's do it. He was very. I mean, especially when he was really little and cute. Oh, you're cute still. Aww. But uh, you know, when you're when you're four years old or five years old and and working the book table, he could yeah. sell a lot of books. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buy my mommy's yeah. book. <laughs> Wow, so you were helping your mom since you were four or five years old, <laughs> definitely, yeah. So, so now you work together, you know, for this book, and maybe you in the future you have more like collaborative projects, yeah, together. And it's great to hear this, you know. When I reached out, reached out to your mom, and she told me about your book, I was like so excited, you know, because this is、um, the podcast is about. We feature a lot of young entrepreneurs and creators, and it's great to, you know, have you guys together to, you know, come together to share these, yeah, things that you have learned and experience. Experiences that you had, yeah. So、um, it's great to hear, you know. Like always, great to hear how your mom helps you、um, along the way, and also you contributed to your mom's business as well, right? So Karen,、um, with I know you already shared some keywords, you know, related to、uh, leadership, but I. I also believe that in order to like drive you to move forward to pursue this leadership, you know, goal and dream,、um, to impact more people, there's something like inside you that you really believe in, right? Either in life or in your career.、Um, if if you were to use like one or two keywords to describe something that you believe in, what would it be that keeps you going? Yeah. Yeah, I I would still come back to authenticity for sure, and showing up, not being afraid to be proud of who you are, and you know, and to take some risks. The that's the other thing. I you know I see people of all ages, grown ups, children, not doing the things that they are capable of because they're scared. You know, and when I when I told people I was leaving Verizon, people, my, I mean, my boss said nobody leaves a job like that. Like, why would you、yeah. walk away from that kind of money? You know, that kind of influence. Why, why, you're never going to, you know, and it, a lot of negative. And you, you know, it takes some courage to stay. You know what? I can make this happen. It's going to be hard, but I can make it happen. And I have not looked back on that. So that's you know a, a lot of times I'll talk to people my age and they're like, ah,、oh, it's too late. It's not too late. It's never too late at any age, right? <laughs> yeah. So great,、um, Sebastian. If you were to give younger kids 
who dream to like say pursue their own goals and dreams and write children's book or just do anything like what you have been doing right now or even just become you know future leaders what would you say to them uh i feel like looking at looking at something like really big is so daunting um so i i always like to like to kind of turn away from that and keep that in my mind as the dream and work small like work in little incremental steps just slowly chip away every day and and then one day you will get there and it will be awesome and you'll find at the top of that big mountain there's a there's a bigger mountain but that that is that journey and that is what is um what's so powerful and important about being a better leader is that it never stops you can always be a better leader always be a better creator there's always something bigger on the horizon and and as long as you're chipping away constantly you're going to get there yes this is so well said yeah uh in this podcast i always found that a lot of people have great ideas you know a lot of people have dreams and goals and they wanted to make something happen they may start it but it's hard for them to you know like continue or keep going or just make a little effort every single day and the fact is if you do have small milestones as you said right every day you work toward that goal a little bit and those days piled up and then they will actually make a big dream or goal happen right like together with all the efforts you made on a daily basis so if you wanted to hike to this peak every day you make you know some steps and along the way that yeah you if you don't stop you know as long as you keep going you will get somewhere that is a higher place yeah so that's that's a great yeah suggestion for sure. So, all right, my last question to wrap up. Actually, you guys mentioned a little bit and especially Karen, you said one of your blog is about leadership books, you know, for moms and for kids. So, do you guys have any leadership related books to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, anything you have in mind? Uh, one book that I remember reading uh, when I was a little kid was uh, called uh, uh, The Carrot Seed. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um it's the story about this um, this kid and he plants this carrot seed and everyone around him is telling him uh, it's not going to grow. And I don't want to spoil it, but it does grow. Um, <laughs> and he knew it would grow. And so it's it's a story about perseverance and like sticking to your, your goals, like uh, despite other people putting you down. Yeah. And on a related note, The Little Engine That Could is my favorite children's book of all time. Uh, I think I can. I think I can, you know, and uh, I think those those are good. And then, you know, there's, of course, the, a lot of the Dr. Seuss books have good. Oh, the things you can think uh, that are, can be very inspiring for kids who are a little bit older. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Karen. And I wish you the best with the business Let's Grow Leaders and, you know, with like continue for the coming years to impact more and more leaders in the world. Yeah. And Sebastian, best luck to you too. Yeah. To pursue your dreams, to become an entertainer, you know, or performer, any yeah thing that you wanted to do and to make people happier and to help them um, achieve their goals and yeah, just uh, 
and their dreams as well. Yeah, be a role model for little kids. You know, like out there,、uh, when you have the opportunity or the chance to tell them, you know, like what they can do in their life as well. Yeah. So thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank、oh, you so much. Thank you,、awesome. and good luck to you. Yeah, good luck、uh, to doing, you. This is a noble journey.、This、you're doing、awesome. very important work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators podcast at peachandplumlab.com.